the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dress by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh, oh Half dead? Wait a minute, did you say half dead? That's what I said. Oh, wait, let's try that again. That that sounded a little grueling. Half dead. Yeah, half dead. Um, That's how many caregivers feel, especially at this time of year. Well, what do you mean? Is it the weather or something? No. It's just that for some reason, everybody wants to care for the person that they've neglected all year. And now all of a sudden, the caregiver has to take on the care of all the negligent people. Oh, wait, what? I'm a little confused, right? If you're listening, you might be confused. This is where we talk about people that have to care, some of them for a living and some by choice, uh, some by conviction, and then others, maybe like yourself, uh, with curiosity, care with curiosity. Sure, some people want to see what can they get out of it. Oh, okay. So there are people that choose to care, but they have an ulterior motive. Then there are others that care deliberately. And then those are the people that usually also care purposefully. They have a purpose in caring? Yes, with no ulterior motive. So now let's get back to this idea of this time of year, the care. Giver people are overwhelmed and they're half dead. Wait, what did? Wait, okay, let's start all over. Take your time. Hear me out. We're coming into the season of the holidays, the holy days. Well, they don't call them that anymore, but that's what they really are. The holiday season. We start with Thanksgiving and giving gratitude, appreciation <laughs> for all the good things that have happened to us over the whole year, right? And we have this reflection and reminder of who we've been and what we've been. And then we transition. We, the Christians now, I'm talking to the Christians specifically, transition over into that holy time when it's alleged that Jesus was born. So that's between you, the scholars, and history. Hey, let's just go with it. It works. It has worked for us since I've been born. December brings us Christmas. So we've got Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then we've got all the negligent people that want to all of a sudden care. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. We start seeing all of the boxes. Drop your goods here for the poor and the homeless. Canned goods are welcome. Try not to bring perishables. We prefer canned goods here. Okay. And then you have all of your cries for, could you come and volunteer your time? Oh, okay. And then there are others, you know, that just really want to donate and be sincere because 
they've really done nothing the whole time, all year long. So now they feel a little uh, convicted, and it's that time of year, so I should do something. Well, guess what? That also affects the caregiver. Why? Because all of those people who have neglected the caregiver all year long, all of a sudden want to see that person that they haven't seen all year because it's that time of year. You know, just want to stop by and bring a turkey leg and, oh, just want to stop by and bring a little gift by, you know, if you have time. Well, the contingency of if, well, that's a different show. For now, let's talk about the caregiver who has to be alive for themselves and then also be alive for the person for whom they care. Let's take our time with that. So if you're that person, you haven't called grandpa all year long, but now it's the holidays and you want to see grandpa. So you're calling whether it's grandpa's wife, grandpa's agency. Yeah, the agency. Mm-hmm. The agency that sends the caregivers. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Right. To figure out who do I talk to to know the best time to come by and drop off my, yeah, my whatever to grandpa or grandma or auntie or that friend. Maybe even the old neighbor that you grew up with all your life and now he's older. You can barely see. He can't walk. Whoa, that kind of gets heavy, doesn't it? But that's what people do. And don't consider the effect of their, well, let's call it conviction, on the caregiver. The caregiver, in most cases, usually is that person that's close to the person that needs care. For example, in my case, yeah, I'm my mother's caregiver. It doesn't bother me that people call all of a sudden and they're concerned I haven't heard from them all year long. And now all of a sudden they're interested in my mother's wellness and how she's doing. And my joke is, well, how was she doing the last time you talked to her? (laughs) Yeah, I meant it. And I wanted it to be convicting. Why? Because why care now? Is it personal or do you really care about my mom? Let me know. How do you let me know? By actually expressing how you feel genuinely as opposed to bringing what I call a guilt gift or acting as though uh, you have time to make time for what you've been meaning to do, even though you haven't done it, but you made time for the other things, right? Wait, what? Wow, you sound a little angry today, Lorraine. Well, my heart bleeds for the caregiver, not only because I'm a caregiver, but because I know there are a lot of caregivers They don't see it the way that I do. They can't take that rejection. They can't take that disappointment. They can't take being overlooked as well as I have. And it's by the grace of God that I do it. It's not because I'm so strong and have it all together, have such a great plan. Every day, I live by grace through faith. What about you? I look at the book of Ephesians for dealing with people as a Christian meaning I'm a Christian woman that happens to be a caregiver. I take care of my mom who's up there. She can't walk anymore. She's got some straining circumstances. And I said straining. Uh -uh. Constraining is a different word. She has that too. But for now, what I have to focus on is the fact that I can't rely on 
my neighbors. I have to rely on the Lord who will send me the help that I need. So I had to bring up the half dead concept because it's not me that's half dead, but it might be a caregiver you know. It might be a person that's been giving care for all these years or maybe just starting this year. And now all of a sudden, here you come out of nowhere. Who who are you? Yeah, you're the one that cares, right? You care. You, well, I, well, forget it then. I just won't care. Well, that's between you and you and maybe God. But the person that's the caregiver, they need the care. As well as the person that you're trying to care about, meaning for those people that call my mom, meaning they really call me, because they check in with me first to see if she's even alive and well. They really do. It's inconspicuous, but I'm aware. Remember, I haven't heard from them in who knows how long. And now it's the holiday season. So they want to check in. How, how's your mom? Well, first of all, uh, how, how am I doing? Me, Lorraine? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. <laughs> it's so funny to me. People mean well. I know not to take it personally, but I always tell them, don't forget if there's no uh, care for Lorraine, there won't be any care for Marion. They go, oh, yeah, that's true. Huh? I go, well, there will be. I mean, I could die today and somebody's going to care for her. But nonetheless, remember to check in with the caregiver. Have you checked in with the caregiver first? Or are you just doing what you do out of conviction, out of guilt? Well, here's the thing. I had that revelation when I was reading a very popular story. I mean, it's told globally often to cause people to feel some form of conviction. And that's where I got this half-dead concept. I was like, you know, most people don't even care about the caregiver. They don't. They don't know if we're well, strong, alive. Oh, okay. So what are we supposed to do? We who? The caregivers. That's the purpose of 1 in 100. There are over 100 things oftentimes that we have to do. I've done the research. I've done my own research. I have my own statistics. And how dare I compare care? Because if I have 362 things to attend to regarding my mother in the course of a day, there is another caregiver out there that can triple my number. So I had to think about this popular story. I even thought of a TV commercial that has had a jingle most of my life, and they say, like a good neighbor. Well, you might know the rest of it. And I thought about good neighbors, and I thought about the people I grew up with, and I said, hmm, well, did I have good neighbors? Because, see, I, I grew up in that era when it was taught to us, you don't beg and you don't borrow from neighbors. But it depends on where you grew up, I guess, and what your neighborhood was like, and I, I don't know, mine was pretty nice. And I thought the people that lived by us were nice. But once I got older, I understood it was about courtesy and respect and not imposing or assuming just because they're there that they care. Oh, that gets heavy. So I thought about all of that when I reviewed this story. And again, it's really popular. People translate it all over the world. They tell it the way they want to tell it. But when I had the moment where I said half dead wow you know this guy got beat up that's the bottom line let's stop right there 
There are caregivers out there that are getting beat up every day, emotionally, mentally, even spiritually. Some, yes, physically. You don't believe it, ask a caregiver. The purpose of 1 in 100 right here with me, Lorraine Carroll, is to bring to the attention of the masses. Caregivers need care too, but caregivers, Jesus cares. That's the whole purpose of the show. And if you're a person that cares, you're a caregiver. Even if there's no one sickly or elderly or dysfunctional or disabled in your life, right. Why? Because we have it right here. We have the proof. It's in Luke 10. Remember, I said half dead. So if you go to Luke 10, you start at verse 30. The part that really got me there was they beat him up. Who's they? Robbers. They attacked him, grabbed everything he had. They beat him up. Ooh, right there. Attacks, being stolen from, then getting beat up, and they left him half dead. Ooh. I said, that's how I feel every day. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I said, okay, Lord, if I didn't have you, I wouldn't know what to do. Because Jesus was telling this story to this attorney who just was uh, an expert with the law. You know, and they were always trying to test Jesus and catch him in something. But remember, Jesus deliberately spoke in, in parables, stories, analogies to help people Get it. Get what? The message. See, he hadn't died yet. So his message wasn't about, oh, I'm the savior of the world, even though he did say it. And that's what caused all the confliction, took him to the cross, the whole thing, crucifixion and all. However, on the earth, his purpose was to fulfill the law. So you got this attorney talking to the person that's in the earth to fulfill the law, not a law. Whoa, that gets heavy. If you want to talk about that, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I'll take it. You send it. I'll take it. And we can talk about it. Go online, KPRZ.com. You'll find it right there, one of 100. Let's go. Let's do it. Because I'm telling you, people question the integrity, the intent, and even the motives of caregivers. Well, that's part of the attack. Caregivers expect that. People don't expect you to do what you do because you really genuinely care. Are you kidding? No, surely, oh, you must be trying to get the money. Yeah, the inheritance, yeah, that's that's what it is. There's a, a guy I know, he just turned 80. He was friends with my late grandfather, and they were buds. They were volunteers together, uh, did service together. They were military guys. And, you know, this guy just happened to be a little younger than my grandfather. He took to him. But now he's 80. And so now what? Well, his daughters don't care. He has three. He was a single dad. They don't care. His wife had died. He raised his daughters by himself. They're living their life. So I said to myself, how could they treat him like that? He, I remember this man all my life being a good guy. And then the Lord said, well, you weren't around him all the time, were you? And I said, no. So the Lord told me to have mercy. You don't know how he made his daughters feel. I said, well, yeah, that's true. But then the Lord showed me the other side of it too. 
which is that they could just very well just be selfish, apathetic, and despise their father for whatever their reasons that caused them not to care. And his own administrator of his business is the one, meaning he had a company. She was the primary administrator. Back then they called them secretaries. And she took care of all of his business for so many years. Well, guess what? She has her own life and family, but she's taking care of him and his business as well now. She didn't leave him to die, that particular lady. Have you left somebody to die today by not checking on them, calling them, seeing about them? Or do you just leave them half dead? Because remember, they beat this guy up in the story. And I'm not saying that the caregiver is the person, but maybe it's the person that's receiving the care. Because this applies to both. It goes both ways. And in the story, Jesus gives the examples of these, what I call, you know, well, high-profile people. (laughs) A priest happened to be going down that same road where the guy got beat up in a Yeah, he saw him, and he walked on the other side. Whoa, have you done that? You saw the need of somebody, and you just looked away. We do it all the time, be honest. People are standing on the corners. They're begging for money. We go into judgment zone. Why don't they get a job? Well, do you know their story? Uh, He's on drugs. It could be you on drugs by next week. Watch it. Have mercy. Ooh, yeah. When you see it that way, Maybe you look at it differently. Anyway, Jesus said later, a temple helper is what they were called. There's all kind of names for the temple helpers. But they had a big job, and they were well-respected people. And that person, same thing, saw the man half dead, right, went on the other side, walked around, acted like he didn't care, didn't see him. That's what it seems like to me so far. That's my interpretation of the story, the parable. Then this man from Samaria, who had nothing to do with Jews, (laughs) okay? Understand, this is Jesus, and, and we're talking about this man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Robbers attacked him. You do the Bible math, figure it all out as to how the Samaritan and this guy from Jerusalem weren't even supposed to have anything to do with each other. Okay, get back to me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com, and give me your take on that. So in the meantime, this Samaritan guy, he felt sorry for the man that was half dead. If anything, people that are listening to us right here on One of 100, start with some mercy Have some sympathy, empathy, something. Feel sorry for the caregiver and even the person needing care. Right? This holiday season? Sure, you're thinking about the person that needs care, but what about that caregiver? Oftentimes, again, I told you, the caregivers are overlooked, just bypassed. Yeah, how's Marion? Hello, I'm Lorraine, her daughter, the caregiver of almost 21 years. I'm fine. (laughs) But if you've been attacked, if you've been beaten up, if you're downtrodden, sad, depressed, angry, feel hopeless, you don't have the strength to say that. You don't have the gumption 
to say that to people that are calling to see about the person that they feel bad about. So extend your empathy. Extend your sorrow. Extend your mercy to the caregiver this season. Because the man from Samaria, when he saw that man, the Bible says he felt sorry for him. He went over to him. He treated his wounds. I love that part. Treat a caregiver to dinner. Now, is that going to fix the wounds? Not necessarily, but it might make them feel better. Food, you know, is a comfort for some people. Hey, it might. A lot of people like food. Look at America. Hey, we like food. Hey, maybe give them a call and say, I'm going to drop um, a Starbucks card off to you. Or do you want me to bring you some? What, what do you like? Hey, that's a way to treat a wound. Because here's the thing. That man from Samaria did not have a discussion, a conversation, or <laughs> an inquisition with the man that had been attacked and beat up and left to die. He just had some sympathy, went over to him, and began to do the work that needed to be done for that man that had been wounded. Caregivers are wounded every day whether you see our wounds or not. To me, if the Samaritan had not felt sorry for the man that had been attacked and was wounded and was beaten up, left for dead, if he didn't feel sorry for him, I wondered in my own soul, would he have even noticed? And I concluded probably not, which is why I used to be so angry well, nobody cared about me. And they'd call and they, they just wanted to know about my mom. And I used to get so angry and be so offended. But the Lord convicted me with this story some time ago. Everybody doesn't have the propensity, Lorraine, to notice and feel sorry for you and what you do. And I said, oh, because I was the one that felt attacked. I was the one that felt beat up. I was the one that felt left for dead. Who, who did all this to you? My mom? Yes. Caregiving is stressful. It's emotional. It's physical. I told you that there are some people that actually abuse their caregivers. They throw hot coffee at them. Yes. They spit at them. Yes. They kick them. Yes. They hit them, hit at them, swing from a bed. Yes, it happens. It's real. Do your research or connect with me online, kpraisekprz.com. And I'll tell you some stories. Just ask. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So remember, he treated his wounds with olive oil and wine. I thought about that. Remember, wine is acidic. So even though that wine in that moment might have brought a sting, a little burn, a little hurt, in that moment, the olive oil was there to be the balm, B-A-L-M that soothing agent for healing. God is our balm for those of us that believe in him and put our trust in him and our hope in him. See, I've come to realize everybody doesn't trust in the Lord, even though it clearly says trust in the Lord at all times. Pour out your heart before him. Doesn't it sound great in Psalm 62? Okay, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5, right? It, there's all this trust in the Lord. Well, 
There are a lot of people that don't trust the Lord. They don't trust in the Lord. And guess what? They're not trying to trust the Lord. Oh, my. That sounds a little scary, right? Right. It does. So what do we do? What do we do for the people that don't trust in the Lord? Well, he is a bomb. But if you don't trust him to be that for you, can he still be that? Yes, he can. How? Because you're in a position where caregiver or not, whoever you are listening, you're in a position where you're wounded, half dead, left to die in whatever circumstance you're in in life. But Jesus is the bomb. There's a concept of him being the bomb of Gilead. What does that mean? You do your research and let me know what you find out. In the meantime, I am here to let you know, even if you don't have the strength caregiver or person listening, you might just be a person that cares. But you've been attacked. You're wounded. You feel half dead. It says he put that man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, like a hotel, motel, however you want to see it. And guess what? He took care of him there. All night, he attended to the one that got attacked and beat up and was left to die. And then the next day, this is my favorite part, he paid for the man to stay there and then paid the person to take care of him and then said, watch this. And if you spend more than what I've provided for you to take care of this guy, I'll pay you that when I get back. Jesus left that attorney with this question, which one of these three people was the real neighbor to the man who got beaten up by the robbers? So during this holiday season, you're trying to be a good neighbor. You're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to check in on that person that you haven't even checked in. Don't look, don't feel bad. Just remember this story. Get your heart in order. Put it in the right place. Have the right perspective in what you do. Not only take care of the person that's getting beaten up, like the person that's in need of care, but take some time and consider that caregiver, too, who often gets overlooked, just like the man, beaten up on the side of the road. Until we get together again next Sunday, 5.30 a.m. right here on KPRZ, 12.10 a.m. or wherever you're podcasting, listen. Do the right thing, have a good holiday season, and treat your neighbors right. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.